Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is the third part of a four-part series on the subject of backsliding. Part one is entitled Backslider, You Can Come Home Again, and it's based upon the parable of the prodigal son. Part two is entitled The Signs and Symptoms of an Official Backslider. And this third part is entitled A Warning to Saints and Potential Backsliders. Now, in this podcast, there's a heavier matter, a weightier matter when it comes to backsliding that we need to consider. The truth of the matter is that not everyone who walks away from God is able to just lightly walk back to him when they get ready. If you've left God, he tells us in 1 John 1 and 9 through 10, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That scripture still applies to you. But if you have gotten into a backslidden state, you have to want God with all of your heart. Your heart must be broken and you must be sincerely sorry that you walked away from him. If you have left God, you need to try with everything that's within you to get back to him. And please do it quickly. Now, dear haunts, this podcast is not meant to have you throw up your hands and give up if you're a backslider. You don't need to think it's too late for you. The purpose of this is to encourage you to see backsliding seriously and to encourage you to do whatever you need to do to be restored and not get lazy and and get satisfied with that state. Its main purpose is to encourage those who are with God to stay with God. Okay, so let's get started with a warning to saints and potential backsliders. No one can take you out of God's hands once we're saved. John 10 and 27 through 29 states, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. The scripture tells us that no man can take or pluck us out of the hand of God, but that doesn't mean that You cannot walk away from God if you choose. You can walk away, but I don't recommend it. God will never force anyone to stay with him who does not want to be with him. And once an individual walks away from God, that individual is at risk of not being able to get back to where he was when he wants to. For the righteous, the consequences of backsliding can be devastating. Ezekiel 18 and 24 says, But when the righteous turn away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he has trespassed and in his sin that he has sinned, in them shall he die. And you know, God knows us better than we know ourselves. He absolutely loves us. And he knows each of us on an individual basis. 
He has the ability to assess our hearts and our souls more thoroughly than any of us can imagine. He can assess us even when we're not aware that we're being assessed. And the sad truth is, some who walk away from God simply do not make it back to Him for various reasons. Have you noticed that some who are backsliders appear to receive restoration, but once they leave the house of God, they never come to church again? And then when you see them in the community, they're back in the nightclubs or back on drugs or alcohol, acting as though they were never restored to a right relationship with God. The question that one must ask is, what happened? Some may say, I thought they had gotten back with God. The painful truth of the matter is, not everyone who attempts to return to God really gets back to him. There may be many reasons, but I'm going to mention five possible reasons why some backsliders have not been restored to a right relationship with God. There may be many reasons for why they're not restored in the same way that the prodigal son was restored. And though the following reasons may not be all-inclusive, let's look at some possibilities based on the scripture. Number one, the backslider may have been rejected by God. Isaiah 55, 6 through 8 is a beautiful passage that speaks directly to the backslider. It invites the backslider to return to God while the opportunity is provided. Verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In this passage, God is searching for those who have walked away from him. He's a God of abundant love, grace, and mercy. But please note that the emphasized words imply that his words are conditional. They imply that there may come a time when the backslider has stepped over the line of no return. On the other side of that line is he can't be found and he is no longer near. Exactly where that line is drawn lies within the province of God. We should never assume that God must take us back if we leave him. You have to remember, God is sovereign. That means his word is the final word. Some backsliders may be turned over. What we mean by this expression is that a backslider who may be trying to get back to God has crossed the line of no return. He can decide to withdraw from a person or a group of persons and allow them to continue in their error to their own hurt. Now, that may sound harsh, but please remember, God is sovereign. There's nobody who can spank his hands and make him do anything. He's just and faithful to back up his word, but he makes the final decision concerning who he will allow a second chance. In John 6 and 37, Jesus promises that he will not cast anyone out that he receives, but he is speaking of those individuals who he has received from the Father. All that the Father giveth me 
shall come to me, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Saints, God is not obligated to give us a second chance. He is a God of many chances in many situations, but he will have mercy upon whom he chooses to have mercy. He tells us in 1 John 1 and 9 that he is committed to saving us. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. However, we have no scriptural support for believing that he has obligated himself to save us more than one time. Of course, he's done it many times. Several people have been given many opportunities, but that's just the mercy and grace of God. Romans 9 and 18 says, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Are you aware that God may have criteria that we don't always know about? God looks at things that we cannot see. Consider the fact that God is able to assess the sincerity of a man's repentance and decide whether or not the repentance is real. An individual just cannot run a game on God. In 1 Samuel 16 and 7, God tells Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Intercessors, you keep praying. Although intercessors should never give up on anyone, we must realize that the final decision about an individual's salvation is up to God. Some people just might have crossed a line or performed an offense that God told them not to cross or that God told them not to perform. Samuel, in 1 Samuel 16 and 1, continued to pray concerning Saul until God told him to stop. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil, and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Listen, we must all bow to the all-wise and sovereign will of our God. So let's look at number two. Let's look at reason number two for why some people may not be getting back with God. Did you know that leaving God strengthens the devil's hand against the backslider? We have an adversary called the devil who will do everything that he can do to damn a person's soul to hell. Now, when the backslider walks away from God, he walks onto the devil's territory. The Bible warns us in Matthew 12, 43 through 45, that when we no longer have the Holy Ghost abiding within us, the devil comes back with seven devils worse than himself. Let's read those scriptures. 43 through 45, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in, and dwell there, 
and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also until this wicked generation. If God does not choose to break that awful yoke of eight devils, the backslider is a goner. Let's look at possible reason number three. Some backsliders may have hardened their hearts against the word. The Bible says in Hebrew 3 and 15, the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. This tells us that men can harden their own heart against the word so that it has no effect upon them. It is my personal conviction that we should pray with anyone up to the point that they close their eyes in death, unless God says otherwise. As a nurse, as well as a minister, I worked at a hospital near my home. On many occasions, after I completed my tour of duty, God would send me back into the hospital to pray with the dying. In most instances, he would assure me that the individual made it into the kingdom of God. Some of those people were backsliders. There was this one man, however, who was unable to forgive himself. He died saying that he had done too much and God would not forgive him. He hardened his heart against the truth of God's forgiveness. I pray that somehow that man was able to make it in. Reason number four, some backsliders blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. To blaspheme against the Holy Ghost means that an individual afforded a move or action of the Holy Ghost to Satan. The scripture relating to the danger of blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is found in Matthew 12 and 31, which states, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Now, there are many opinions about whether a soul can be lost due to blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. I believe the word of God that says it is unforgivable. My recommendation, no matter what your opinion, is that you just don't do it. It's just too risky. If you're foolish enough to walk away from God, don't do anything that will hinder your return. Don't you burn your bridges. Possible reason number five. Maybe the backslider was never saved in the first place. First John 2 and 19 says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Whether or not an individual is saved is ultimately a matter between that person and God. As saints, we can often see and hear the Bible-identified evidence that a person is Holy Ghost-filled, such as the fact that he speaks in tongues, that he's showing power over sin, that he's becoming an active witness for the Lord, according to Acts 1 and 8. That scripture says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
we're also able to see the individual becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. That scripture, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. However, the bottom line is this. Whether or not an individual is chosen and fit for the kingdom of heaven is between that individual and God. There will be people in God's kingdom that we never expected to be there. We'll look around for others who never made it. Our responsibility is to make sure that we are one of the ones who does make it in. Now, let me give a, a little hope for the backslider. The Apostle Peter sharply reprimanded Simon, the former sorcerer, who attempted to buy the Holy Ghost in Acts 8 and 19 through 20. He told him that he needed to repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. Acts 8.22, fearful of the apostles' words, Simon the sorcerer pleaded with Peter to pray to the Lord on his behalf. Now, we have no scripture that tells us whether or not Simon was restored to a right relationship with God. But Simon was not foolish. He was wise enough to cry out to the apostles, pleading with Peter to pray for him. He realized he had done something that was terrible, and he was genuinely sorry. I do pray that Simon, the former sorcerer, made it into the kingdom of God. There is hope for the backslider that he or she can be saved again. But some may have to fight for it. Not everyone will be able to get back just because they go back. But the truth remains that while there is blood running warm in your veins, you have the possibility that you will be able to be saved again and make it into the kingdom of God. It is so worth it that every backslider must try sooner rather than later. Personally, I would find every scripture in the Bible that speaks of his forgiveness of backsliders. I'd cry out to God, letting him see that I have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Even if I had to beg, plead, wallow, whatever I had to do, I would do whatever is needed to get back into God's good graces. Because backsliders, do you realize that if you don't go back, you can't get back? Backsliders who refuse to repent and to ask God to restore them are 100% guaranteed that they won't be saved. Backslider, why not at least try to be restored? You've got to fight for this thing. Getting into the kingdom of God is a tedious journey, though the weight of our salvation was borne by our Heavenly Father and Jesus. This is something else you need to think about. The fact that if you don't go back, you can't get back. A slow descent into hellfire. Think about this. Backslider, if you died and you found yourself on a slow, twisting, turning, rolling descent into hellfire, how much would you scream and kick and beg and repent beseech and plead to keep yourself from hitting those flames. You'd be scratching and scraping with everything that was within you. 
Now with that thought in mind, backslider, why not cry out now? Act as though your descent is in the process, because it really is, and do whatever you have to do before you hit the pits of hell. Remember, once you're in hell, there is no way out. But if God lets you back into his graces, backslider, you better get a death grip on your salvation and never let go of it ever again. Now, back to the saints. Saints, my final word to you is please stay with God. Those of you who are saved, we know that we can make it. We have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Ghost on our side. We must treasure our salvation and we must fight the good fight of faith to keep it once we have it. Salvation means everything. Saints of God. Amen.